Hi, you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Majd. In last week's episode, How to Treat Insomnia, the 10 Medication-Free Tips, I discussed the eight most common potential causes of insomnia. These include things like restless leg syndrome, sleep apnea, certain medications, other medical conditions, and so forth. Be sure to check out the episode to learn more about the conditions that can interfere with a good night's sleep. I've also discussed my top 10 tips to treat your insomnia without medications. However, if you and your doctor have ruled out various health conditions that can be causing or exacerbating your insomnia, if you've attempted at least a few relaxation techniques at bedtime, and you've truly implemented the changes discussed in my prior episode but are still having difficulty functioning during the daytime as a result of your lack of sleep, then it may be time to consider medication treatment options. But which ones? There are numerous options and you may need some help deciding. So let's compare and contrast them today so you can be armed with as much information as possible before your next doctor's appointment. But first, this episode is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Resistant by Michael Palmer. In this heart-stopping medical thriller, Dr. Lou Welcome is faced with a serious epidemic and the sinister group behind it. The plot races from hospital corridors to the top corridors of power. Listen to an excerpt at www.macmillanaudio.com slash resistant audio. That's macmillanaudio.com slash resistant audio. And more on resistant and why you should actually listen in just a moment. Before we begin, it's important to note that many of these sleep aids are habit-forming. And what's more, even taking over-the-counter drugs or those without an inherent addictive potential can still interfere with your body and your brain's natural sleep-wake cycles and become habit-forming in and of themselves. For instance, taking Benadryl at night may not be addicting per se, but having to train your body and brain to rely on taking a drug to sleep every single night can still be habit-forming. It may seem easier to just pop a pill every night since that really takes little effort in comparison to actively making lifestyle and behavioral changes. But you may be cheating yourself out of a healthier mind and body in the long run. So having said that, let's move on and learn about the seven most commonly used drugs to treat insomnia available on the market in the United States. Number one, antihistamines. Diphenhydramine, which is the generic for Benadryl, is a drug that blocks histamine, a chemical that plays a role in our immune system during allergic reactions. As a side effect, it tends to cause drowsiness and is a common drug patients use to treat insomnia. It's also over-the-counter and the main ingredient in the -the over-the-counter drugs marketed for treating insomnia, which means it doesn't require the time, cost, and effort it takes for you to visit your doctor. However, it can cause some undesirable side effects such as a residual drowsiness in the morning for some people, blurry vision, dry mouth, and problems with urination, mostly in the elderly. Number two, melatonin. This is an over-the-counter dietary supplement that is not FDA-approved and should be used with caution. Melatonin is a hormone in our body that regulates our circadian rhythms, our innate sleep-wake cycles. Studies show that a possible benefit exists in a small subset of insomniacs, typically those who are awake at nights and asleep during the days, referred to as shift work insomnia. But it's recommended for no longer than three months of use. Number three, 
Remelteon. This is a prescription drug that is approved in the U.S., not currently in Europe, to treat insomnia by working on the melatonin system. Side effects are more tolerable, and it has not been shown to be habit-forming. Since it's filtered through the liver, caution is advised in those with liver disease. Its main drawback is cost. Number four, doxepin. This is the one antidepressant that is currently FDA-approved for insomnia treatment. The benefit? Like Remelteon, it's not habit-forming. And if you suffer from depression as well, then you can tackle both medical conditions with the same pill. Number five, trazodone. This is another antidepressant that is rarely used as a first-line drug for depression due to its main side effect drowsiness. Therefore, it's now more commonly prescribed as an off-label use for insomnia, again because of its non-habit-forming nature. Also, it may be more useful if there's also depression present alongside the insomnia. Number six, benzodiazepines. This is an old group of drugs that was initially created as a tranquilizer for anxiety and has also been used for the treatment of insomnia. Examples include lorazepam and temazepam. However, they are highly habit-forming and are not recommended for long-term treatment or frequent use of insomnia. Number seven, non-benzodiazepines. Examples include zolpidem and zaleplon. These are commonly prescribed drugs that work by binding to the same receptors in the brain as the benzodiazepines and mimicking its effect. And therefore, it can also be habit-forming. There have been reports of hallucinations, sleepwalking, an increased risk of pneumonia and other infections in those who routinely take these drugs. If using this class of drugs, you should opt for the lowest possible dose and with the least frequency as possible. And there you have it, your seven groups of the most popular drugs you use to treat insomnia. But first, just a short word from our sponsor that truly makes the House Call Doctor podcast possible, Health IQ. They believe that the best way to improve the health of the world is to celebrate the health conscious through social and financial rewards. They use science and data to secure low rates on life insurance for health conscious people, including runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and more. 56% of Health IQ customers save between 4 to 33% on their life insurance. Like saving money by being a good driver, Health IQ gets you lower rates on life insurance for living a health conscious lifestyle. After all, physically active people have a 34% lower risk of all cause mortality, 56% of lower risk of heart disease, and 22% decrease in cancer mortality compared to people who remain inactive. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com doctor or mention the promo code doctor when you talk to a Health IQ agent. That's healthiq.com doctor, promo code doctor. So there are three other important points to keep in mind when being treated for insomnia. Number one, in the elderly. Many of these drugs are considered unsafe for people age 65 and older as they tend to cause over-sedation and they place patients at an increased risk of falls, hip fractures, delirium, confusion, memory loss, and overdose. This is because as we age, our bodies tend to metabolize drugs less efficiently and the effects of the metabolites tend to linger much longer. So make sure to review this with your doctor to see what is the safest solution for you. Number two, 
what to avoid. In addition, please never drink alcohol when taking these medications for your insomnia, and please don't combine insomnia medications with other sedating drugs and or drive when using these medications, whether over-the-counter or not. Number three, sleep apnea. If you suffer from sleep apnea, be careful when selecting a sleep aid as it can worsen your condition. If you are still struggling with insomnia, one option is to actually ask your doctor for a referral to a sleep disorder clinic with a sleep specialist who can monitor your sleep cycle and suggest potential treatments. So share your insomnia ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook and Twitter pages. And you can even find me on Pinterest now. Please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes. It doesn't substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, this podcast is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Resistant by Michael Palmer. In a tragic accident, Dr. Lou Welcome's best friend, Cap Duncan, injures his leg, and the open wound becomes the perfect breeding ground for a deadly microbial invader. It turns out that others are suffering from the same bacteria around the country. The germ is resistant to any antibiotics, and the government scientist that's researching the cure has been kidnapped. While hoping to help his friend, Welcome uncovers a link to a sin group known as 100 Neighbors that is using hospitals as weapons to further their agenda. As a doctor, I found myself fascinated by the medical suspense. Robert Petkoff narrates, and the thrilling audiobook will have you actually looking forward to your commute. Listen to an excerpt of Resistant now. Go to macmillanaudio.com slash resistant audio to hear a sample. That's macmillanaudio.com slash resistant audio. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. And if you have any future topic suggestions, you can email me at housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com. Have a restful week. 